it's never really finished. Content's got to evolve as the company evolves, as the product offering evolves, um, as the market evolves as well. B2B Content Strategist is the podcast where you'll hear actionable advice and strategic guidance from content marketing leaders. I'm Amy Woods, CEO of Content 10X, and I sit down with leading B2B marketers to discuss how they overcome challenges with limited time and resources and execute winning campaigns time after time. If you want to improve and streamline your content marketing, keep listening. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the B2B Content Strategist podcast. I'm your host, Amy Woods, founder of Content 10X, and today I'm joined by Sam Schrager. Now, Sam is the Head of Marketing and Communications for BCB Group, Europe's leading provider of business accounts for the crypto industry. Sam has been at BCB Group for just over two years, and in that time, she has seen the organization go through exponential growth, which we'll hear about in just a moment. Now, in this conversation, we talk about what it's like to use traditional forms of content marketing when your industry is evolving at a rate of knots. Sam shares the content marketing methods she's using to position BCB Group as an industry leader in the constantly evolving space. And we also talk about how outsourcing has enabled her team to stay both agile and aligned. This is a brilliant discussion, I'm sure you'll agree, and I can't wait for you to hear it. So let's dive right in. Sam, welcome to the B2B Content Strategist podcast. Thanks for having me, Amy. Delighted to be here. It's fantastic to have you. So just kick things off. Could you tell me a little bit about your role and and a few sentences about what BCB Group does? I'm head of marketing and communications here at BCB. We are Europe's leading provider of business banking for the crypto and blockchain industry. I've been here for just over two and a half years now. Previously, I was in crypto and blockchain at a blockchain investment bank and advisory since 2017. And in crypto years are a bit like dog years. So it's it's been a fair while. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely true, isn't it? So fast moving and (laughs) so much happens. So what does your team look like in terms of like, how do you how have you structured the department and what kind of key roles do you have so we're actually quite a, quite a small but very agile team. So uh, there, are, there are two of us on the marketing and comm side. We work very closely with the brand and creative team at BCB Group, who are also a couple of people. But what we tend to do is actually provide marketing as a function a- across the whole business and across the various teams. So we work very closely with the product team. We sit in the growth team. So we're very aligned to the sales team and their objectives. Also closely with customer service, the account management guys, for example, the compliance team as well legal and the regulatory guys it, it, it works very well but um, we tend to do rather than having a, 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 a big team on the marketing side is that we work with closely with trusted external partners and agencies which se- seems to work quite well for us actually currently and could you tell me about your um, overarching content strategy from a content perspective blogs and 
digital marketing activities by podcast video things like that what are your current priorities content wise so we've had a big push on product marketing recently and getting a, a lot of content out for that we've had a, a couple of product launches one for bcb yield so uh, again we've gone through a process where we've worked with an external content writing agency and they go through and interview all the sort of key stakeholders a, a, across that product then produce a, a messaging platform for us which informs all of the work we do so it informs the press release the website content, uh, thought leadership piece, white paper, any sort of video assets or banners that we produce for the various channels that we're, we're running promotions for that on. So that's worked uh, sort of very nicely. That's been our, our main focus. And we've got a, another one of those coming up for our instant settlements network product, which will just cookie cutter that and go uh, do, do exactly the same for that product. But producing content and assets, a knowledge hub that sits behind that product page on the website. So it's a bit of a a self-service thing for our clients if they're interested, prospects as well. And uh, yeah, they're all all working very nicely. Aside from that, there's an ongoing content strategy all around our SEO work, which we kicked off uh, about uh, nine months ago now. And uh, we work very closely with our um, digital uh, marketing team on that and SEO agency to ensure that uh, the content that produced, we tend to do about um, between four and six blogs per month that go out, uh, sit on the back of our site and insights but they are optimized for the keywords that we want to rank for and that together with the the technical seo uh, stuff that, that they do and also the, the digital pr was covering off those three pillars of, of seo we're really seeing some brilliant results actually on our, our keyword rankings and, and have uh, sort of really climbed up into sort of the, the top three positions on, on google page one very quickly i know seo is always very much a long-term game we've, we've seen some really positive results and all, all down to that sort of really strong content strategy for the website content and do you and obviously that that's fantastic and SEO is not an easy not to crack so that's you know really good that you're doing so well in that area with, with regards to social for example is there any particular social media focus that you have with your content so big uh, channel for us is LinkedIn works yeah. very well very strong we are also on Twitter but that tends to be for sort of a, a more reactive messages or sort of news stuff but yeah no, LinkedIn is a really good channel for us actually and we're able to uh, currently growing our organic followers literally something like 1500 a month at the moment it's it's, it's really taken off we've just uh, I, I tend to go down a bit of a rabbit hole with LinkedIn and uh, you know what it's like it's always a bit of a dark art they don't like to sh- share their data particularly so it's a lot of I, I, I really a lot of forums about what works with the algorithm what doesn't all that type of thing and uh, uh, I, I think overall we're, we're seeing some good results on that and going to get us some good traction we um, tend to put our sort of thought leadership pieces out there as well showcase our c-suite team and other members of the team as well in terms of, sort of them speaking and uh, sort of try, try and spread the love across the whole company and uh, we, we get some really good engagement with, uh, sort of across a, a, the you know, announcements and um, uh, as I say again thought leadership pieces uh, market commentary and all that type of stuff and it's yeah it's good but yeah Link- LinkedIn's the one for us really works well do you have a process in place where you mentioned about you getting lots of great content on the, the business page do you have some kind of formal process for employees and um, advocating the content and sharing the content on their personal profiles to try and shine that spotlight over to the the business side of things or does that just happen quite naturally 
Yeah, we do. I, I feel it's, it does happen naturally. We do encourage people to do it, but within brand guidelines and within the sort of the, the, the communications guidelines that we give them. But that's very good. We've got sort of a number of, our C-suite are very well connected and well respected across the sort of fintech industry and beyond really. So when they do share pieces, it works very well to amplify what we're doing. But I think it's important to have that sort of advocacy, employee ambassador, that piece going on, um, particularly with LinkedIn and also works well on Twitter. So yeah, we do tend to yeah it's not quite as much of a process as I'd like necessarily but we do encourage that and it's something that works well for us and then we do want to make a bit more formal I think moving forward but I think it's that sort of balance between making sure you control people so they don't go wild and yeah. too much or get a bit out of control so- it's the classic thing with social media, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. almost like a, a dangerous tool. But on the other hand, obviously, there's a lot of value in people sharing and, and getting behind posts and everything. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, what you're doing is obviously working really well, isn't it? Because you, as you said, the the growth is obviously happening and and a good rate on LinkedIn. So, you know, you're obviously doing a good job with your current strategy anyways. So in terms of what you've decided to keep in-house and what you've decided to outsource in as the, the head of marketing and communications, obviously you've had a lot of decisions over what you should keep in and out. What are the main areas that you have decided would be better to to get that outsourced expertise versus hire in-house within the department? So the, the bits and pieces we resource externally are the main digital marketing piece. So all of the SEO as well. The, the thing is, it's quite an interesting one in the sort of crypto world. You have to be quite careful about the channels that you choose in, in terms of regulation, all that type of thing. So it's quite hard to get things like Google ads. It, it is not a straightforward thing to just run. And, and with sort of social media, something like paid LinkedIn, you have to, ads will get rejected because of the wording. It's a case of testing, getting that right, as you, I'm sure you would know. But yeah, the, the digital marketing agency here, we work very closely with almost like an extension of our team which is we work and then we've got about uh, we've got three content um, external content writers that we work with actually one specifically for the sort of product marketing and they're sort of deep fintech specialists as well and have incredible knowledge of the market that's really good for those sort of highly technical pieces that they really need to get to the the nitty-gritty of the product we also have a a freelance journalist working for us as well who helps out with um actually only recently taking him on but he's brilliant he's like a spare pair of hands writing um uh, helps with the press releases, helps with market commentary, does thought leadership pieces as well for us. We've got a big plan with that. And then finally, we have a, a content agency who've worked with us on our um, employee or employer value proposition as well. We did a bit of brainstorming internally, had a couple of workshops with our head of brand and our head of impact and performance and our people team, really trying to nail the, the, the values and the mission of the company and really what makes BCB special and why people want to work there. So that we're feeding across, as I say, that sort of mission piece that comes down from our CEO, but also so really trying to get on careers and people team collateral so the, the careers pages all of the sort of recruitment websites and that type of thing and all the job descriptions and the briefing that they're doing that sort of real essence of BCB why is it, people love working here and it's also good for retaining employees as well and avoiding churn because to, to have that spelt out we, we felt is quite an important piece so yeah we've got a content agency working on that as well. Is that an ongoing uh piece of work or has that been more of a big project and and getting that all implemented in everything that you said and then leave it back to in-house or is that something that you keep as quite an an ongoing piece of work? Good question actually I think it's funny isn't it because you you 
I'm quite a tick box type of person. I like to think that's off my list now that's dealt with. But in actual fact, I think a, a lot of the things around content, it's a bit of a living, breathing thing. So certainly with the, the messaging platforms, for instance, that we produce uh, for, the, for the individual products, for the product team, they evolve over time. Things change, you get added to. So I think it's quite good to, to think, okay, although that is a project that's, that's finished, it's never really finished. Content's got to evolve as the company evolves, as the product offering evolves, um, as the market evolves as well. So yeah, it, it's always ongoing really isn't it yeah completely yeah <laughs> so could you um tell me this is quite a, a tricky question but what would you class as one of your best content marketing initiatives so something that you're just really proud of in it and and the content and the approach and the strategy just really helped from a marketing perspective for the business i'm pretty proud of our seo strategy actually yeah. that that's really good that's that's the one thing and i I do bang on about it a bit internally, but I'm always happy to sort of share the results on that. And that's always quite exciting just because we're, we're really seeing not only hitting hitting KPIs in terms of position of the keyword ranking on Google page one, but the amount of incoming traffic we see as a result of that is literally month on month going up and up. Our conversion rates are going up. And uh, yeah, that just feel, feels really healthy. Just that we've put a big piece together quite recently, dragged a, bit, a lot of the, the different bits of the company kicking and screaming into a CRM. Um, and we're using HubSpot. So it's brilliant to right. actually be able to sort of track everything right from the marketing sources that we're using, be it. Uh, an organic uh, uh, non-branded keyword search through to how much that customer is worth to us and we're seeing some excellent results and some excellent insights on that and even things like the the strategies coming off in that a a customer might uh, search for uh, crypto business banking or something see us at the top of google page one click on us go through to our, our business accounts page and then come off it and then we see them click on one of our paid social ads on LinkedIn <laughs> come back onto the website and at that point convert and become a customer and then we patch through and see these work that, that's really exciting it's always been great this year as well we've introduced some uh, new channels too we've got a partnership with the uh, FT which I'm really proud about actually we a media first we're sponsors of their digital asset dashboard FT got a big push on, on crypto content this year so that's done incredibly well for us actually in terms of brand uplift and uh, also sort of lead generation as well. And similarly, we've also entered into a partnership with Bloomberg. We're across all their crypto pages at the moment. Uh, we've got these sort of units which run video, uh, either for our products or main generic messages. And yeah, it's great. It's all coming together. So uh, the, the, the strategy is working. Just a super quick break from this conversation to let you know that if you're a B2B technology or professional services company and you want help with streamlining your content operations, outsourcing your content repurposing is the number one way to produce more high quality content and boost your ROI without putting any more pressure on your team. In fact, it could save your team up to 30 hours per week. We offer content repurposing services for video and audio content. Whether you have a show or you're launching a brand new one, maybe you have an archive of awesome content, be it webinars or a virtual event, or you want help creating thought leadership content that we can repurpose, we've got you covered. Head to content10x.com to see how we can help you and start increasing your efficiency and the value you get from your content. Now back to the conversation. It's really interesting how, as you said, like everything comes together, isn't it? Because from everything that you said there, from the SEO to some retargeting through paid social to the partnerships that you've had and the alliances and the content elsewhere, it's really 
complex, isn't it? So many different parts all come together and it's all this big machine that kind of powers (laughs) all the different hurdles. It all creates this powerful machine doesn't it that really helps I don't think a lot of it would work in in silo without all the extra bits that you have to to do as well so it's um like you said it's, it's never finished either is it? it's very much a long game with the SEO obviously you've done really with that and I can imagine how competitive it must be in your industry as well were there any like big hurdles that you encountered like in terms of your you know your initial approach when you really embarked on like we're going to try and crack this from an SEO perspective were there any unexpected hurdles or was it really just doing doing the work and looking at the data and doing the tweaks as needed until you were getting what you wanted result wise so a couple of things first of all it was probably getting a buy-in actually internally to run this because because we're b2b I think the, the general sort of thinking was really are people really looking for us but obviously people are searching for but our services, they don't necessarily know about BCB, but they they want our services and they go to Google to do that. So we, we did a, a sort of a six month trial, first of all, but the, the uptick was so strong that it was convinced that the, the team to put more money behind that. So that was really good. I suppose a, a major, not challenge, but something that we had to deal with throughout that was we built a new website about six months into the activity. And we actually changed our domain name as well from .io to .com. And we had all of this great foundation that we've built all of this amazing domain authority that really increased and we've seen that the needle move on that then I panicked it was the <laughs> but because of our uh, SEO strategy with uh, redirect links and all that type of thing we, we actually did one of the best migrations that our agency had ever seen and managed to literally maintain all, all the stuff that we'd, we'd built up over the past six months so really <laughs> pleased and relieved but yeah that, that was a, a bit of a worrisome moment but um came through and it was all good in actual fact I, I think it's it, it was a good move to move on to the, the dot-com domain it's a better domain for us but uh yeah it was a concern <laughs> yeah it's one of those things where it's the right move so you know that you need to do it and it, if you didn't do it now you do it at some point so you might as well crack on but I can imagine the the uh, the worry yeah, over, over things like the domain authority so sounds like you did a great job <laughs> so that's good um in terms of obviously written content has obviously has been a, a big thing and it really helped you with the SEO with all the article writing and everything from other forms of media um, other types of content for example in more video content or um, I don't know if you have any audio content as well but what part is has like the video and the audio and visuals played alongside the written content or is it not been as important probably audio not as important we've d- sort of done our guys have, uh, sort of CEO etc have done sort of various podcasts which have been quite good in terms of making sure that they're in our program of comms fitting in a podcast at, or webinar at a specific point so they can talk about a, a product launch or a partnership announcement or I don't know a, a funding round or something like that so it's, it's very useful sort of in the overall strategy I think slot those in just to amplify um, our message so that's been really good in terms of video content we have a sort of lot of brand video that, that we use and works very well for us on things like LinkedIn actually on our website just a neat way to get that our messaging across succinctly and we, we use a, a lot of that on uh, sort of the, the back of the screen when we're at events and that type of thing as well and it's, our branding's really strong we've always really punched above our weight 
probably on branding and marketing, really, because we've always gave the impression we are huge now, but previously that we were bigger than we were. Slight smoke and mirrors thing. And I think now we're sort of still punching above our weight, but uh, able to do it with, with more confidence, knowing that literally the, the size of the company is what it is. I, when I started, we were about eight people in one of the very small offices at the top of level 39. We're now over 100 in the UK, I think. We've got another tens and tens over in South Africa as well, where our dev team is. We're opening offices in Zurich, France, bought a German bank just before Christmas without that side of licensing and regulation and that type of thing. And they're 150. So it's a really exciting time. We're really going through that sort of startup to, to scale up trajectory. And uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's great it's both a good place to be at the moment and crypto is exciting so oh it is isn't it so is that is that in the space of of two did you say two and a half years you've been with B? so in that time you've gone from eight to uh to everything you just said wow <laughs> that is that is fast isn't it that is that is good that's exciting though and, and it's great to hear that it's just growing and growing even more so I can only imagine from your perspective how much things change on a regular basis heading up the marketing and comms with that kind of pace of change <laughs> let's move on to so I've got some quick fire questions first one what's one takeaway tip that you would give to other content marketers who are looking to just optimize content output so it's just a, a good tip for how you can try and optimize the work that you're doing with your content my tip would probably be to make sure that you're up to speed on linkedin and using the algorithms to your best advantage uh, as i say to you, said to you before I, I tend to go down a bit of a rabbit hole on linkedin but there are some excellent forums out there where you can literally just get the latest reports that people have run to understand okay if i post at that time of day or if i make sure I get employee engagement within the first three hours of the post going live that will kickstart the algorithm and I'll get a lot more visibility on, on that piece yeah. of content yeah no great tip what would you say is a typically maybe overlooked or undervalued tool that you would recommend to marketers um I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily overlooked or underrated, but I'd, I'd say having a really good data tracking CRM piece in place is absolutely essential and really getting to grips with that as much as possible. Did you mention HubSpot? Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I recommend it as well. It's really good. It's so powerful, isn't it? You can dip your toe in and just use it for some functionality and then start to use it more and more as you get more familiar with it as well, can't you? So. Yeah, so it's literally mm. absolutely right. You can do it to send a handful of emails or you can use enterprise yeah. grade HubSpot, yeah. which is just you know across your whole business. No, it's amazing. Yeah, I can imagine with the scale that you've grown at as well, you, you could, would have struggled to do it without something solid like a good CRM system. So it makes sense. <laughs> so <laughs> if you could create any kind of content for, for the business, really no limit on budget or anything like that we're talking it could be a billboard in Times Square or a feature on a TV show or something like that what would you love to do for for the company for BCB what's been really nice is sort of at the uh, end of last year when I was um, looking to sort of present to the, the Exco about the marketing plans for this year before I went away to put it all together I had on one hand my CFO saying can you be really mindful of ROI of course classic from his point of view on the other hand I had my CEO saying go mad go for it be as creative as you want and at this point we had quite exciting stuff going on in crypto crypto.com with 
doing Formula One, FTX had sponsored Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes and all that. So we, as a marketing team, started looking to all these really exciting options. So we had those conversations about F1. We had those conversations about sports sponsorship. We were looking at actually sponsoring a sports person as well, which was quite interesting. So I think if things like it's amazing, you can get the, the signage on um, Ben Stokes' bat for something like 150,000. <laughs> you can get Roger Federer for 5 million. And also it's all, it's all got a bit mad in crypto as well from the point of view of we've been looking at a number of events across the year and there are some really big events in Miami and the things that you can do at those are incredible you can sponsor a volcano (laughs) sort of installation or you can sponsor the um ball pits that go down and the slides and all this type of thing absolutely absolutely crazy but I think I'm probably in in an ideal world I would like to do something like get get on Roger Federer's t-shirt or something like that or and then but I think there's some quite interesting opportunities as well all around this whole piece about the metaverse and what we Mm. do with that and sort of buying almost like the things that you can't do in the real world but in there for for different uh, I I think it's quite a sort of unexplored whole area something we're looking into potentially but yeah there's a lot of exciting stuff out there there is yeah the the whole metaverse thing is really interesting isn't it we see a lot of um different demos and things like that of the predictions of what it will be like as we move towards it and you don't know which ones are a true reflection or it's it's still a bit of an unknown isn't it is it something that you guys are starting to do some investment in terms of like meta metaverse and content so you're just keeping your eyes on it at the moment as the tech evolves just keeping our eyes on it at the moment, yeah. I mean, we're looking to do something around potentially virtual client meetings and round tables at one point as well, where you can actually send a headset out to people and then pull them in, get avatars, that type of thing. And um, other thing we'd be looking at as well, NFTs around sports stars, basketball leagues and that type of thing. So a bit of a hybrid of metaverse and sports sponsorship. But yeah, there's some exciting stuff. But it's, I think it's all a bit of a case of... Let's just see. Yeah, I feel like because of the industry that, that you're in, I feel like there's probably more, would it be fair to say almost expectation that you will be more ahead with things like metaverse and things like that? Because obviously the world, like cryptocurrency and everything, it's it's all the future, isn't it? For anyone who isn't there yet, it's it's all coming, it's all the future. And so you guys, I feel almost like in the future at the moment in terms of where the average person thinks things are. So I imagine there's probably that feeling of things like web three and metaverse and things like that you would expect the financial organization in crypto world would be that moving that far ahead with everything else that they do as well yeah definitely actually we've got something at bcb called bcb labs which is a team who are literally the creative the entrepreneurs that they you know there's some wild ideas going on in there and then they feed it through to the product team to see if this is actually something viable that clients might want but yeah they've always got their eye on on this type of thing and uh the real where the real fun stuff happens (laughs) yeah i imagine that sounds fun that sounds like a good job to have doesn't it (laughs) (laughs) so on the mb2b content strategies podcast i always like to ask um as we speak to leaders in the B2B tech world like yourself, who do you think would be a great person to invite onto the show? Oh, have you, I assume you spoke to Catherine Strachan from Copy House? 
You know what? So I have another podcast, Content 10X podcast, where it's about content repurposing and strategy. And I spoke to Catherine. She's on an episode on that. Ah. Um, and I've known Catherine for a little bit um, because we, we move in similar circles and we've, we met probably over a year ago. And when we had a fantastic conversation for the Content 10X podcast, I was thinking to myself, I must have Catherine on the Content Strategist podcast as well. So yeah, good shout. I'm going to I'm gonna um, get in touch with her and have a conversation conversation with her yeah thank you so much it's been a really great conversation just loved hearing more about what you guys are doing and all of your approaches it's been fantastic where would you like people to go to to connect with you I have a feeling you'll say LinkedIn here <laughs> yeah that's fantastic I'll, we'll put you know the links to connect with you and, and find out more about MBCB in the show notes so yeah thank you so much it's been a fantastic conversation thanks Amy lovely to talk to you thanks for having me Thanks for listening to this episode of B2B Content Strategist. Do let me know what you thought of our conversation by getting in touch with me on social media. You'll find Content 10X on all the social platforms or search for Amy Woods, CEO of Content 10X on LinkedIn. To find out more about streamlining your content marketing processes and specifically about content repurposing, check out our website, content10x.com where you'll find information and resources that will help you achieve more with your content more efficiently. And if you're looking for a partner to outsource your content repurposing and distribution to, get in touch as we offer a world-class, fully end-to-end, done-for-you content repurposing. Thanks again for listening to this episode and I'll catch you in the next one.